everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, his vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's joking how? Everybody's joking now. The clock's run out, time's up, over, blow. Snap back to reality, oh, there goes gravity, oh, there goes rabbit. He choked, he's so mad, but he won't give up that easy. He won't have it, he knows His whole back to these ropes It don't matter, he's tough He knows that, but he's broke He's so stagnant, he knows When he goes back to this mobile home That's when it's back to the lab again, yo This old rhapsody better go capture this moment And hope it don't do it It's out in the music The moment you own it You better never let it go You only get one shot Do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better lose It's out in the music The moment you own it Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm John. And, and I'm pissed off that you let that song cut off. Uh, but I'm anyway. to listen to it all. <laughs> oh man, I am so pumped. That song gets me going every time because right. Eminem is a legend. And this episode is actually something we've talked about doing before, but didn't think a lot of people hated it. And then one of our fans uh, that goes by the... Uh, the tag of Obama sixty nine, great tag by the way. Uh, that is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. It's you know, like Michelle yeah. get down. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to uh, eat the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, we seen it. We were like, yeah, we 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 genuinely love this movie. And he was like, you know, um, you do this, uh, and I'll donate to you, to you guys or whatever. And if anybody else wants to do that or suggest a movie. Uh, or just donate to us. Donates like and then makes doing. a special request. Yeah. Uh, that way we can you know upgrade some stuff and you know keep keep our podcast going. Um, you know we 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 like to do stuff like this. Uh, because Eight Mile is a huge favorite. I didn't even have to rewatch this. This is implanted into my mind. <laughs> I had to end up rewatching because it's been a minute since I've watched it. So <laughs> I've watched this movie so so many times. I'm I'm a huge fan of Eminem. Uh, and this was a great movie. Unfortunately, this is like his last starring role because uh, Curtis Hansen, the the director of this movie, was like, you know, asked him and him, how was th- how was this movie for you? And he's like, never again. Yeah, never again. He he hated it. He hate making. He, and this, regardless of what other people think, this was not based on a true story. This isn't Eminem's actual story. Some of it takes from Eminem's story, but other parts are just yeah. It's it's like inspired by him it's more so than inspired by Eminem. But like the rabbit thing is kind of inspired by him because uh, uh, his family used to call him Mickey. He's fast. He likes to fuck a lot. No, <laughs> no, no but uh, he is. Eminem's a slut. Right? Yes, uh, he is a slut. <laughs> he will. Yeah. But uh, no, he because he anything. had the big ears. Uh, he had the big ears. So uh, his family used to call him Mickey. Mickey. Okay. And, you know they they said that the, in this movie they said they call him Rabbit because he had big teeth, 
Because he had buck teeth, yeah. yeah, yeah no. That's what his mom says. Yeah. His boys are like, yeah, because he's fast and he likes to fuck a lot. He likes to <laughs> fuck a lot. They called him Mickey because he had big ears. Yeah, okay. Uh, in real life. So, so that he, that kind of, <laughs> yeah, he just kind of flipped that and like, yeah, I'm just going to make it a little different. Yeah, and uh, it, man, this movie is so good. And like I said, if anybody has any movies that they would like to defend it, because the thing about us is we love... We love movies. We don't watch movies with the intent to hate them. And uh, No, I've uh, never sat down to watch a movie and I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this. I'm going to tear yeah. this movie a new asshole. Yeah, I, I, I've I'm never done that. I'm going to tear this movie apart. And it's like um, our fellow reviewer that suggested this uh, uh, movie said is it uh, made him uh, think about how he watches movies differently. And just to be honest with you guys... It's also made us think about how we watch movies differently. When we started this show, it was mainly because of the hate of the prequels of Star Wars. Yeah. Right? Like that's, And then, then Ghost in the Shell came out and, you know, all these other movies that people were just ready and willing to hate on. And we were like, we don't like this. We, we It's just so much negative stuff. Right. Just everyone wants to hate everything. And we were like, we, we want to... I was like, let's make a show... Because it's easy to make a show where you're, like, making fun of stuff and hating on things. How did this get made? Yeah, how did this get made? And basically a billion other shows all do that. YouTube channels, you just see, like, literally entire YouTube channels of people just making fun of people. Right. And we were were just kind of like, no, we don't want to do that. We want to actually give people props. We want to build people up. And, uh, I want to put some positivity out and, there in the podcast world. Yeah, so that's what we're doing here. And uh, we're glad that um, other people are getting on board because, <laughs> you know, it's good. And also, we like to get a little a bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Uh, going. So what are we <laughs> drinking today, John? Or I almost so, drank all of it. Already. Yeah, we almost drank all of it already. <laughs> but this is uh, our good old friends. And sadly, Kentucky lost today. Which... Uh. To Florida, which Florida, sucks. Florida guys. This sucks, is Kentucky. But yeah, so you guys can drink some of your own <laughs> beer and wash all those away with a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, you should um, be proud of yourselves. You, you so guys had a hard fight. This is uh, the our good old friends, Kentucky Brewing Company. Uh, this is the Pumpkin Barrel Ale. 10% alcohol, yeah. which is why I'm already feeling like I'm in the sauce and I barely put my toe in. Well, yeah. So, um, th- this shit, like, Kentucky Company, like, seriously, we could have a sponsorship from them and fucking New Holland Brewing, and I think we'd have a, we'd have plenty of quality beers to last us for the entirety of yeah, the show. I think we'd be set. I think that yeah. would be worth Between these two companies, <laughs> we would have show. pretty much all the shit we would want to drink. Just yeah. do a different version of those every week. Uh, but yeah, the Kentucky Company, they make fucking amazing uh, bourbon barrel ales, and uh, there was even one of them that I did that was the tequila barrel. We did the tequila barrel that ale, very good. the Kentucky uh, tequila barrel. It was like a wheat ale. That was fucking yeah, tequila, great. Yeah, the like, tequila wheat. Oh, man, that was we good shit, like, too. We were like, that's weird, but this is this company, so we're going to give it a try. Yeah. And also, I know this might seem like I'm being a little offensive. Let's clank our glasses here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's to Eminem with his uh, 11 years sober. Yes. Uh, and also a little bit of a clink to uh, Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, it's kind of weird because uh, Brittany Murphy admitted she had an affair with Eminem. 
during the filming of this, and then Kim Basinger had an affair with Eminem during the filming of this. <laughs> so was he just was he just leaving one trailer after boning one, and then going over to the other trailer, and then fucking the other girl? Probably. But it's like, but if you're Eminem, and it's like you have the opportunity to fuck not only Kim Basinger, but you know Britney Murphy, it's like, yeah, of course. Like you said, he's he's a man slut. So most people would think it's like, well, if you're banging Britney Murphy, why would you bang Kim Basinger? It's, it's like, Kim Basinger, man. Me? Are you kidding? Even me? in the movie, like his friends are like, yo, but Rabbit's mom though. Yeah, it's like, whoa, man. <laughs> it's like, whoa. stop talking about my moms, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, because like the the Don't really be the tall about dude. My mama. I, I just think of little giants when I see that scene. <laughs> With the little dude. Don't be talking about my mama. And oh yeah, the guy. That's the best scene. Uh, is that the little kid that reminds me of like Rick Moranis? Because he's kind of like yeah, a small yeah, Rick yeah. Moranis. Li- and Rick Moranis is in that movie. It yeah. kind of looks like Rick Moranis' son. And yeah, you're like, holy shit, that's a little you. <laughs> that's a little you, man. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, I was glad that Kentucky uh, Brewing brought the pumpkin barrel back out, the pumpkin barrel ale, because... Like, I'm not really, like, a pumpkin spice person, necessarily. So like, you don't go get your pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks whenever they come back? I mean... <laughs> no. <laughs> He's fucking lying. <laughs> he gets that shit all the time. I know. Yes. I had, like, one. You are a basic bitch, John. <laughs> No, you want to talk about basic, bitch? I was leaving out of the grocery store earlier because Steve's like, hey, bring some Doritos because it's going to tie into dinner. So I'm like, cool. So I get the text. I'm like, cool. I'll get some Doritos. So I go in the store. I'm walking in. There's like six white girls with two cases of White Claw seltzer. And I'm like, these these white bitches about to get fucked up. Yeah, that's some basic white bitch. That's right. some basic white girl shit right there. I was like, there's five of them and they have like two cases of White Claws. Oh, I was yeah. like, they're about to get fucked up. Oh. A little bit of that bubbly. <laughs> a little bit of that bubbly and a little bit of baby. Because some of them is probably going to end up pregnant tonight. Yeah. yeah, hey, cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah, and hey, if you guys need uh, discounts on strollers, Walmart is running discounts on strollers right now. Ooh, yeah. see? That's, that's something. Yeah. That's something. Go ahead and pre-order your strollers. Right. Because <laughs> uh. you got White Claw pregnant. <laughs> you got White Claw pregnant. We'll also take advertisements from White Claw because it would be hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Basic Bitch Corner. Okay, this is, uh, what do you know, this is a Becky <laughs> that yeah. got pregnant off of White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> that got pregnant off White Claw. This was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, so shout out to Becky in Hattiesburg. <laughs> Hattiesburg getting preco. If we ever get into a situation where we start doing uh, White Claw Pregnancy Corner, I will do it, and I will do it in the fucking radio announcer voice. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to, and then just, like, we would have to have some soundboard where we could, like, ring a bell. Yeah, do, like, little sound effects. That would effects be awesome. And shit, yeah. We would just I will set up a soundboard. All the way out. <laughs> oh, God. Because I was, like, walking in, I was like, oh, those girls are about to tear some White Claw up. Oh, yeah. It's like five white girls and two cases white of White Claw. Wasted. White girl wasted, yes. And they're just going to get so fucked up on White Claw, they're not even going to remember what day it is tomorrow. They're oh god! Be eating ice cream and talking about their feelings by the end of the night. Right? Yeah, they uh, probably already are with like an avocado mask or some shit. Yeah. On. Let's see. What time is it? Our time is eleven o'clock. They are already crying. They're probably already <laughs> crying and talking about like, but bread won't fuck me. <laughs> it's like, well, if you weren't such a basic white claw bitch, he probably would. No, it's because he likes men. <laughs> because men are hotter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what you don't know is that Brad actually likes Channing Tatum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, 
He is eye candy, but he can't act worth a damn. Yeah, he's not acting candy. He's just man candy, basically. Although, I do think... I do think dumb people are very funny. That's why he works in like 21 Jump Street and stuff oh, yeah. like that. My name's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> My name's... <laughs> so he has his uses. Uh, yeah. He definitely has his uses. Oh. I don't want to hate on him either. Oh, um, man. You know, if you're going to be dumb, you might as well be hot and lovable. You know. Yeah, that that is a saying, right? Right. Yeah, I'm going to coin that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but since we're here to talk about 8 Mile, uh, the thing about... This movie, I think, in particular, is that, like, it's one of those movies that I think, like, people that watch it are either going to be like, this is great, or people are going to be like, there's people that thought it was, like, overrated, and I'm like... Okay, I'll stop you there about the overrated thing. So, I found this, and then I did my research on top of this. Okay. And there's very few movies that's done what this movie has done. Okay. So, the first thing I seen was that this DVD, the DVD, made $40 million on its first day release. Jesus. Some DVDs don't do that in their lifetime. Yeah. And there's only like four, maybe five movies of all time that's ever made over $40 million in DVD sales. This is Shit. one of the highest selling DVD movies of all time. Right. Eight miles. Did not realize that, but you know, it's like I because I can remember like going into like Walmart and like Target and stuff, and you would see it like in the in the like the dump bins and stuff, and it's like they still sell copies of it all the yeah, time. Yeah, and it's, it, at the time, which was two thousand and two, it was the highest selling rated R DVD of all time. Shit, even more than like Beverly Hills Cop? Exactly. The fuck? Over Beverly Hills Cop. I think probably now it's probably been beaten by like Deadpool maybe. Probably Deadpool 1 or 2. But I don't know who else like Rated R would actually have beat it. The only other one that I could think of is like maybe Ted, but I don't know if it would have done 40 million. I don't think Ted's outsold this. Ted might have done like maybe like 20 million or something. It beat it in the theaters. Yeah, box office. But I don't think it beat it in DVD sales. Not in home sales, no. 40 million copies is a lot of DVD copies to sell of a movie. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not counting rentals because this was before like real legit streaming and stuff because this was, you know, 2001, right? 2002. Two, 2002. So this was before all the streaming stuff. Yeah. Was going on. This was really, I mean, stuff, so. Amazon Prime you couldn't stream yet. They hadn't come up with any of that. You didn't have like I don't even know if Vudu was available then where you could do like so. Vudu rentals and streaming service because a lot of that stuff didn't happen until like the middle 2000s and another thing i bet you didn't know that there was a sequel written for this there was there was it was written for eminem to be in the sequel but he didn't want to do movies anymore uh he made an appearance in like funny people and he's done a couple cameos like in the interview oh yeah yeah um, uh, we're which which is awesome but we're, we're not here to talk about that um but uh the the name of the movie it's actually came out and you don't even know it's supposed to have been a sequel to eight mile the movie southpaw southpaw with jake gyllenhaal (laughs) it's the boxing movie oh so the sequel to this movie was supposed to have eminem's character have to go through boxing to get his daughter back that is the actual (laughs) plot that's the actual plot to southpaw and it was supposed to be a direct sequel to Eight Mile. Oh my God! Like, so okay. So my question is, since we're down this rabbit hole now, it, was it? 
was the boxing thing originally in the original version of it? Or did they just add that when they got no, Jillian? No, home? it was in the original version. What Eminem the fuck? was supposed to be a boxer in the second one. What in the fuck? You know this dude can't box? How much does Eminem weigh? Like, he's not in boxer shape. He looks more like a boxer than Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, I would probably he'd probably be more believable than Jake Gyllenhaal. But I, I will say, Jake Gyllenhaal got shredded as fuck for Southpaw. Uh, yeah. But normal Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't like a boxer. He, he no. went all out uh, for, for Southpaw. And that was a good movie and people, people loved it. But it's crazy to think that the 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 sequel for this was actually a boxing movie That's, because they kind of wanted to make it into a rocky story i guess oh it's like i mean like my thing is is that like it it would be almost like if he, you know like if you said that like well the sequel to purple rain was going to be uh you know i i don't know something like uh Shaft, uh, or like Shaft, or or like uh, no, what was the movie that we watched where it was like the the uh, the movie about Ultimate Fighting and it had um Warrior, Warrior, yeah. So if you told if you told me that Warrior was originally designed to be a sequel <laughs> to Purple Rain, I would be like, the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here, like there's yeah. no way. Like the idea that they would have he would have had to box to try and get, but that's the thing, Lily isn't. This is one of the things that confused me about this movie. Lily isn't his daughter. It's his, it's his little sister, right? Yeah, in this movie. Lily, he, yeah, because it's like Lily isn't actually his daughter. He doesn't have any kids. You know, there's the whole thing where like uh, his uh, girlfriend or like I guess she's ex during the movie. What's her name? Janine? Isn't wasn't that her Janine. name? Janine. I think they're trying to make you think for a second that Janine is supposed to kind of be like Kim. But then, yeah, I think Ki- towards the end of the movie, you realize it's really Brittany Murphy that's supposed to be like Kim. That's supposed to be like Kim, yeah. Yeah. Because she's the one that, like, fucks around on him, basically. Yeah, so that's really the Kim character. The other person is the person that, you know, is just ki- he's kind of having a hard time with. But Brittany Murphy's character is kind of supposed to be the Kim character. Yeah. And he, the, she's the one that he'll have the kid with. Right, okay. Um... Yeah, because I also noticed that like the way that his mom is portrayed in this movie is not not as severe as like Debbie is, like his actual mom. Yeah, well, Kim Basinger is so amazing. Yeah. And so uh she's so good. She doesn't come off as a good person in this movie, but she I mean, she she has her flaws, yeah, cuz she drinks too much. Yeah, I mean, and she's she, too reliant on the bingo and the gambling and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their flaws, even him himself in this movie, which is which makes this movie good. Yeah. And it's like um, he's not a goody two shoes dude. He's just a just a regular dude. Yeah, it's not like oh, this guy's pure. He's a saint. No, he also has yeah, he has some issues that he does. Yeah. Uh, Especially when he beats the fuck out of that out of Michael Shannon. He beats the fuck out of General Zod in this movie. He is. You want to be my Superman? <laughs> my Superman. Uh, yeah. It's funny that he, he did that song and then he fucks up General Zod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny because Eminem is actually two years older than Michael Shannon. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> oh shit! That's weird. Because Michael Shannon looks so much older. Yeah, so much older. But uh, even like, in this movie. Yeah, like and he looks. Uh, Michael Shannon looks like he's like you know like at least five years older than him. It's like Eminem. I think he'd probably be like, man, I wished I could grow, grow like a, like Chris Evans beard. 
Right. Because I look so young. I oh look yeah, so young. No, he looks he looks like a super baby face. Yeah. Yeah, like he he has that he has that face, and then you're just kind of like, man, uh, yeah, he's way younger than Michael Shannon. It's like, nope, he's actually older than Michael Shannon in this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just because like it's just because yeah he he because he's so clean shaven he just looks like just like a like a teenager in this movie yeah and michael shannon does the work he can kind of like get into any type of shape like he really hasn't aged since this movie michael shannon hasn't no not really, really. m hasn't either like he kind of looks pretty much the same yeah uh, but like when you see him as like general zod you're like damn he's in good shape and in, in this movie shape. he's just kind of just like a normal dude he's just yeah you know I mean, it's uh somebody that uh, Curtis Hansen definitely wanted to work with because Michael Shannon's amazing. Yeah, this whole cast is really amazing. Oh yeah, from, no, even uh, like even like Mackay Pfeiffer as Future. Yeah, Mackay Pfeiffer. He's like one of my Mackay favorite Pfeiffer's characters in this movie. Future is based off Proof. Proof, yeah. And uh, Proof would have been Future in this movie if he would have actually showed up to the auditions, <laughs> right. which he didn't. He did end up so he got being the, somebody in the background. The, yeah, he got the part of Little Tick in this movie. Uh, and it's like the first person he he goes out there to rap battle. That's proof. Yeah. Um. So that's it. I mean, he would have been like a big part of this movie if he would actually showed up to audition. That's uh, crazy because it's didn't. like because Mackay Pfeiffer does such a good job in this movie. Yeah, I I think it's a good and rest in peace proof. By the way. Yeah, rest in peace proof. Uh, we definitely miss you, but it's it's kind of a good thing he didn't get that role because Mackay Pfeiffer freaking nailed it man he that killed dude, it in this movie yeah that dude was so good in this movie uh the end rap battle which we'll get to later <laughs> yeah i mean all the rap battles in the end even if you watch the uh specials on the dvd whenever he's uh rap battling those are you know those guys that are like hey if you know you get they're they were rap battling each other for a part in this movie yeah and then they were trying to do it for show uh, they were going to have Eminem on stage and just kind of like mimic. He wasn't actually going to say anything. He was just because they wanted Eminem to save his voice. Yeah. So he wasn't actually going to rap him. He was just supposed to just mimic after they said what they said. Yeah. Or whatever. But the crowd started taunting and Eminem is just, he loves rap battling. And he just turns the mic on and he's like, and he slaughters everyone. Just goes, yeah. Yeah. And I watched it because I, I love this movie. So I watched all those behind-the-scenes things, and man, like one of the greatest people I've ever seen rap battle is Eminem. He just he can come up with that stuff on the fly, and he just slaughtered. It. And it's not lame. It's not like because you'll see some rap battle people, and they a lot of people like their natural reaction is go you know uh, after color or uh, sexual orientation, yeah, or something like. Mainly, those are the main two things people's go to. When they're in a pinch in a rap battle, yeah, Eminem doesn't even go in those directions most of the time. No, nope. like he goes like beyond in a different scale, like bouncing dimensions and other worlds. Like yeah. he just he, he goes above and beyond. Well, that's the thing is because like you know, especially in this movie, because a lot of times when he's like battling the guys that are like part of Free World, they attack the fact that he's white. And it's like, he doesn't attack the fact that they're black at all. He's like, I'm not going to go there because I can do this better than you. You yeah. know? And uh, that's... I think that's the point because Eminem's struggle and, you know, is, is 
some people might twist it as like, oh wow, white men struggle to you know make it in a you know uh, you know in a black profession or something. It's like, but that's not really what it is. It's it's more like a guy that's been counted out before you even get to hear what he can do. Right, because they think that because he's white, he's going to be lame. He can't actually rap because yeah. he's white, so everyone's already counting him out. They even call him Vanilla Ice in a movie. Like, yeah, like, and we all know Vanilla Ice is amazing. Ice, I mean, I'm, ice, I'm not baby. Shit about ice. If you thought you were about to hear that, then yeah, you're at the wrong podcast. Right. We are way too white to talk shit about vanilla yeah. ice. Cause we both love that motherfucker. We, we were love kids. Them and there's, <laughs> there's no talking shit about, uh, V ice here. Yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob Van, Van Winkle. Winkle what's up? <laughs> respect. Respect, bitch. You Words survived your Shug Knight. Right. You actually survived Shug Knight. Not very many people can, can be held over a fucking balcony yeah, by Shug Knight and live. Yeah, the notorious B.I.G. or Tupac, either, neither one of them can say they survived Shug Knight. But of all the OGs, Vanilla Ice survived, bitch. Mm-hmm. And now he builds homes and shit, you know? <laughs> it's like... Good dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. He's actually legit a good dude. <laughs> uh, but it's like, but even if you look at, you know, like the Beastie Boys, it's like, you know, it's like four Jewish dudes from fucking Brooklyn. How the fuck are they going to make it big in the rap game? And they just, they figured out a way. Yeah, I mean, that was Eminem's uh, biggest inspiration was the Beastie Boys. Beasties. Yeah, because he even mentioned the Beastie Boys in this movie. Yeah. You so know? He, he's just kind of like, hey, if those guys can do it, maybe I can do it. Right. And you're right. You can do it. Now, can you do it better than the Beastie Boys? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. But the Beastie Boys are legends. Well, I mean, they laid down a lot of the, the brickwork. Because we, we, we wouldn't have guys like Little White if it wasn't for Eminem. You know, no, we, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't have, have people Eminem like Haystack. Without, we wouldn't have Eminem without the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Our vanilla eyes. Right. Regardless of what Eminem wants to say, there would be no Eminem without vanilla ice. Right. It's just a fact. Yeah. Because, I mean, people want to talk shit about Vanilla Ice, but he had a big record deal. He was doing tours with MC Hammer, which at the time when he came out, MC Hammer was the biggest MC on the planet. That's why he was uh, buying golden plates and silverware and stuff. Yeah. he was like, this version of rap isn't going anywhere. Right. And look, MC, we wished it wouldn't have because it was the best form of rap. I mean, if you go back to, like, the early 90s like that, uh, it's interesting because... Even with, you know, like Tone Loke and, you know, like those kind of people. But even if you look the at like... Highly, highly skilled Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yeah. They can do no wrong. Millie Vanilli wasn't really... <laughs> they weren't rappers, though. They were more like... Uh, what was Millie Vanilli? It was more like... It was like... It was like... They, it was like, they, it was like, they, were, po- they were posers, they, but they, their music was like pop music, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, they, they weren't good. But like, if you look at... put in work. But if you look at like the early 90s, I mean, you know, you have like the Wu-Tang Clan, and you have Eric B and Rakim, and like the late 80s, early 90s. Right. You know, you've got like all these rappers, like Too Short, and you know, all these different people, and then it's like... And then of course you know, you, and then of course you have like all the super famous people like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all that kind of stuff. I said like Nelly and stuff like that. You know, well, Nelly. Nelly, Nelly was the two thousands, but uh, but like, well, that's the thing. Like, people can talk shit about Nelly, but he sold like millions of fucking albums, and he was like, well, I, I put Nelly into that because Nelly's that type of rap. He's not like the the new type of rap. He, he like trap new. music type rap that type of stuff the stuff that's just uh it's about gang banging and drugs and guns and yeah, all and this shit you know it's 
it's it's for a crowd, but it's not for a everyone. big crowd. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like um, I don't know that version of rap to me is kind of like death metal. Like it's death a very metal specific is for specific people are for for specific emotions right like you're just like i'm really pissed off today i this i'm fucking, fucking listening to cannibal corpse yeah boom let's listen to some cannibal corpse let me i'm go gonna go break shit in my garage thing. you know <laughs> that's okay you know that stuff's okay but is that something that's that's going to be relevant 20 years from now or you know 40 yeah. years from now or something like that you know i i i i you know my opinion might not matter on a bigger scale but i think eminem will still be relevant in 40 years uh, maybe not him like actually doing rap, but his music being played, his on legacy, the radio, and his legacy will survive forty, sixty, eighty years from now. It's the same um, way to Biggie and, and Tupac and, and those kind of guys. I mean, they're they're you yeah. know they're not you know not just like their impact is so big in the genre that it's it's hard to deny it. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's almost like when people are like, well, are the Beatles going to be you know important forty years in the future? The Beatles are still going to be selling albums. There's still people are still gonna be listening to their music, and I understand you're not like the biggest fan of the Beatles. I, I'm not, but and I, I get understand, it. I understand but why people like them, but like like me, yeah. like like you, know, some people like the Beatles, like me, Jimi Hendrix. I, I like Jimi Hendrix that way. Like you know, well, I can listen to Hendrix all day. Whenever you know, I'm 60, I can still listen to some Hendrix, and and my kids would probably still listen to it because I'd be like, hey, listen to this on Yo, the guitar. Steve would be like 70 and it would be like, hey, yeah. kids, you guys want to hear Yellow Lead better? This is yeah. Pearl I, Jam. I, I love Pearl Jam. <laughs> and I think they're going to be relevant through the times because of the stuff they talk about, the topics. The topics of the things they talk about is always going to be relevant. And yeah. hopefully this uh, uh, trap music or this severe gangster rap isn't relevant. The SoundCloud yeah. rapper bullshit yeah, that's out I, now. Hopefully, it's not relevant forty years from now. And if it is, we're just failing as a country because that <laughs> means that we've still we're still very racist. You know, that's that's what that means. If that still exists, it just means we're still racist and we're still we're still stuck in this. Up. We're still it's stuck in this thug mentality. And it's just never gonna it's never gonna get any better. Hopefully, that's not something that we have to deal with. You know, like my kids have to deal with whenever they're growing up is is all this bullshit that we have to hear about now. Right. Um, well, and you know. you know, it's like uh, I think that you know that's one of the things about music sometimes that uh, it, it, you know it is very much a generational kind of thing. And Which is good because it's telling a story of the generation. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like because like the people, you know, like uh, like my my roommate, for example, you know, he's sixty. He'll be sixty one this year. Loves Elton John. He does love Elton John. He actually he plays in an Elton John tribute band. He's actually very good, very good. He's in Atlanta this weekend doing. Uh, I think he's doing two shows. I think he's doing one tonight, and then he's and doing Elton one John, tomorrow. Also amazing. Friend of Eminem's, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my roommate, like, you know, he's a big Elton John fan. He, you know, he grew up listening to Elton when Elton first started, always been a big fan of his, but he's also a big fan of the Beatles. Like there's, you know, he has Beatles like glasses, uh, in the, you know, in the pantry, like in the cupboard and stuff. Like he has like Beatles memorabilia. He has still has some of their albums on vinyl. You know, he grew up listening to like that kind of stuff, like the sixties rock and like the seventies rock and stuff like that. And it's it's interesting because like 
you know, like when I was growing up, the stuff that I listened to was stuff more like Prince and like Madonna and like that kind of stuff when I was little, you know, uh, and... And did you also dress up like Madonna? Oh, yeah. Pointy tits and everything. Yeah. Yeah. See? You have See? to. You have to. Yeah. Halloween every year. Like a virgin. <laughs> you know, touch for the very first time. Yeah. I would touch myself and it would be like the first time every time when I touch them pointy titties. <laughs> that that song is amazing. Madonna is a legend. Yeah. And we also, you know, grew up on like Metallica and uh, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but music is what tells a story and Eminem is the best at telling each generation of story that's what's going on. And uh, he's also not shy about being who he is. And not going like overly PC because he thinks that's the popular thing to do. Yeah, it's not authentic to him. That's why I think he hasn't really lost any respect because he hasn't sacrificed his dignity for the popular movement at the time. Right. Because then, you know, he would go the way of Metallica and just be a sellout if he did that. Right. Um, Because uh, Metallica, as much as we, we do love them, um, they have not been great all the time, and uh, that's probably all I'm gonna say about that. There's a lot of issues there with Metallica, uh, but because I don't really want to, I don't, I don't want to trash Metallica or anything like that. No, we already called them lizard people and aliens and all kinds of shit anyway. That's the only logical thing that they. That's be. the only way because it makes sense. It's the only way that we can keep from hurting. Right. Uh, because you know, whenever you have something that. You looked up to so much whenever you were younger, and then they end up being something else. You just have to look for excuses why that happened. And that's kind of one of the things we do with Metallica. It's like, they were abducted, and they were replaced by lizard people after the Black Album. Yeah. Because there's no other excuse. How the fuck do you go from the Black Album to Load and Reload? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense to have a drop-off like that. And their skin is a bit saggy. It's a bit saggy. Is but it old age it. or is it scales? Yeah. You be the judge. Scales. Whenever you see their, their eyes blink sideways, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> All right, let's get to the comments. Okay, so uh, we'll go through this first one and then we'll go ahead and take a break. But uh, since you were talking about like telling a story, right, and that music tells a story and, and M is trying to tell you know, a specific story through this movie, a lot of people feel that that story ripped off Purple Rain. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Because um, there's music involved. There's music involved in a dun, tortured dun, artist. Dun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it says, uh, unless you're a huge fan of Eminem or have some romantic notions about the hip-hop subculture and or Detroit, Michigan, this movie is a huge waste of time. An endeavor of vanity, an endeavor of a, of a vanity film, uh filmmaking not seen since purple rain this movie lacks any kind of character development involvement or basis in reality it's not too hard to rip off flash dance and purple rain but i guess it's no different than eminem's music which rips off tupac and cage i didn't like the music in it except for uh, the few tupac songs heh. uh and uh eminem said bitch more times than a too short record I am hoping that there is no more movies with Mathers in them, uh, for he cannot act. 
if you want a good movie about coming up in the rap industry, I say go and watch Welcome to Death Row because at least that movie is real. This one is just uh, perceived as real because the fan base of it just is just that stupid. Maybe if Brittany Murphy would have took it off, it would have been better. Probably not, though. Excuse me. Can you hear? Um, this movie won an Oscar. Right. <laughs> for Best Original Music. Right. Uh, so you can eat a dick. Right. And also, like, how about the, the, the extremely misogynistic shit to be like, yeah, Brittany, if Brittany Murphy... Uh, the way I interpreted it was that if Brittany Murphy was naked in this movie, it would have been better. That, like, if she would have taken her bra off during the sex scene or whatever. When was this review? Do you... Did you... Do you know the This date? was 2002. Okay, this is... This was 2002, angry. I think, okay, like... I was about to get really angry. It was, like, 2002... 2002. Like, okay. two or three or something months after it came out, because I looked at it, and I was like, how old is this? And this... All of these are from 2002. So, he said if Brittany Murphy would have gotten naked, this movie would have been better. Yeah, movie, well, the way he put it, this is verbatim. It says, maybe if Brittany Murphy would have took it off, it would have been better. Probably not, though. And so, I copied that verbatim... Uh, and I'm like, I understood what they were trying to say is like, well, maybe if she took her bra off and we get to see them titties, it would have made the movie better. And I'm like, because you saw some titties, like you can go to a bar and go see some titties. If you just throw some money at her, you, you're talking about an actress here. It's like, well, the movie would have been better. If she would have got her tits out. It's like, this go is fuck some yourself. sad, sad loser that has no talent. He's a guy that's always hated Eminem. And I would say, if you don't like Eminem, don't watch this movie. Right, because he even says, like, he says that, you know, it's like Eminem ripped off Tupac and Cage. And How? And I'm like... How specifically did he rip off Tupac, for one? It's a mystery, because this dude doesn't explain any of that shit. What has Eminem ever done that was exactly something that Tupac's done? Uh, you can't even compare them, in my mind. I mean, and that's not to say that Tupac is bad mind you because i can listen to tupac a lot you all know day. you know day. yeah mean, all eyes on me is a fucking great album you know i mean and and the thing about Pac, i think is that he is elevated a little bit because of the fact that he died so young we don't know what tupac's legacy would have been if he would have lived if he would have lived but, but what he did give us what, was great yeah well what he did give us was great but we do know what eminem's legacy is now yeah um, all these years and albums which, later which uh i'm gonna say is better than tupac's legacy tupac's dead so he doesn't have the length of the legacy that eminem has um but for the time that tupac was around i mean up he until did nothing but greatness yeah nothing but greatness but uh um was the reason why he was considered yeah. one of the most influential people of that generation you know the same way because like people, especially if you grew up on the West Coast, you know, you know, Pac is considered kind of like a god over there on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's Biggie because he's from New York, and you know, yeah, yeah, when there was yeah. a whole East Coast versus West Coast thing. But while you have all that going on, you also have what's going on in Detroit, which is Eminem and ICP, Twisted, Kid Rock, all these good people that are coming out of Detroit, fucking um, Jack White, like the White Stripes coming right. out of Detroit. You have all this shit that's coming out in the 90s, and it's like there's kind of like this whole generation of people that came out of that Detroit music scene 
that have made names for themselves. And people can talk shit about ICP all they want. We did an episode on ICP, so check it out if you want to get some more details. But, (laughs) cheap plug. Uh, People can talk shit about ICP all they want, but they own their own record label. They have a fucking wrestling company. They do, yeah, they do their own uh, uh, Gathering of the Juggalos, which is like their own fucking music convention that they put on. Also, if we ever get tickets to that, we'll go and actually review it on our show. Yeah, JCW. Jay and Shaggy, hook us up with some JCW tickets, motherfuckers. Yeah, we'll, we'll review it on our show. Yeah. Get us on some Bloody Mania or something, man. Fuck. Uh, we'll put it on Wrestling Era, you know? We'll also go to the Gathering of the Juggalos and talk about that. I kind of would like to go to a Gathering of the Juggalos at some point. Just afraid of the FBI bullshit. I don't know. I guess that's not as big of a deal anymore. I guess because well, we they calm down. We don't have any Juggalo on... tattoos. Or yeah, we don't have any, yeah, we don't have any tattoos or anything uh, that are ICP related. I have no tattoos, so I'm totally clean. Clean slate. Um, if, like, Steve has like comic book stuff and a tribute to his mom so that's you know that's not a joker's card like a football thing yeah uh so i have like uh yeah just in case you guys are curious i have mjolnir on my leg i have batman on my arm i have a tribute to my mom that passed away of breast cancer on my uh, left arm she was left-handed uh rest in peace dorothy yeah that's that's it and then the uh you have the alabama elephant yes on his uh, arm yeah on his other arm so yeah, I, that'd be pretty cool to go to a gathering. I just I don't know about being like just sticky with Fago for like three hours, four hours. We could we, we could stay a little little back. I mean I know yeah. him and ICP had uh they had that beef for a while, but uh, I think even whenever it was going on, we're like kind of like both these guys. I mean Eminem won ultimately, Eminem but ICP won. got some they got some haymakers in there. They got they some got good some shots great stuff in there. If you guys yeah. want to go back and listen to that rivalry, go back to the the the, 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 the bizarre R- albums. R E email us at beyondthehateofyahoo.com and we'll tell you the specific songs to listen to because <laughs> we know them, but we're not going to cover them right now. No. Uh but so, uh but yeah. the whole thing about people saying that this movie uh like ripped off like Purple Rain and it's like I can see where some people are thinking that because of maybe some of the characters feeling similar. Like, Wink gives you the impression that he's supposed to be, like, the Morse Day character, which is kind of like the skeezy guy that you're like, is he legit? Can he really get people known? Can he get people demos? Because Wink is like that in this movie. You know, like, he can get, uh, you know, he can get Rabbit, like, studio time, and he can get a demo to some people and get his, you know, get his demo heard. You know, and then there's like the whole thing with Morris Day in uh, Purple Rain, where you know a lot of the people that play at his club go on to get record deals and they get known and they get famous. That's why he's trying to you know get Apollonia in because he's like you know I can I can hook you up I have connections. So I could see people being like, well, Wink is basically just kind of like a cheap version of Morris Day. And then the, you know there's Giovanni people. Giovanni Rabisky was originally supposed to play Wink. Giovanni Rabisi? Oh, really? That would have been weird. That would have been a weird ass wink. That would have been a weird version of wink. I don't know about that. that I mean, he probably could have pulled have it took off. It to the dark side. He would have made it weird. Oh yeah, because Giovanni he Ribisi. Really weird. He can it. do. He he looks like there's nothing behind his eyes. I love that fucking dude. Like he's awesome that dude though. Is so good. Uh, I always loved him in uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Gone as, in sixty seconds is great. Another as Memphis's thing I loved uh, little brother. Uh, basic. I don't know if a lot of people you know know that movie with John Travolta and Samuel Jackson. 
Um, yeah, it's a really good movie, by the way. But yeah, he's he's good in that too. Yeah. Yeah. But going in sixty seconds, definitely. Yeah, as a uh, was it Kip Kip yeah, Rains? Yeah. Kip Rains, he was Memphis's little brother. He tried to be Memphis and failed. Yeah, not exactly. Uh, but I can also see how people were like, yeah, basically Alex is supposed to be Apollonia in this movie because she's like this super cute girl that gets involved with the main character and has her own career that she tries to get going. And then, you know, this whole, uh, thing where she might be, you know, having sex or having some involvement with the wink slash Morris day character. Eliza so Dushku. Uh, was originally uh, thought of to be Alex. Oh, really? Uh, Instead of Brittany? Sarah Michelle Geller, Christina Ritchie, and then uh, Tyron Manning. Tyron Manning? Yeah. So those were like four options before Brittany Murphy was cast in. I don't know. I think out of that group, I mean, I, I do like me some Elijah Dushku, but I almost think, like, I don't know if you could have done better than Brittany Murphy. I think the only Christina one Ricci would probably have been interesting. I think uh, Tyron Manning was probably the only other option, in my my opinion. Yeah. Um, to play her other than Brittany Murphy, but Brittany, uh, uh, and also Alicia Silverstone was considered for the role. Yeah, Alicia Silver. Yeah, she Alicia probably could have worked. Silverstone would have knocked it out of the park. But yeah, Brittany Murphy. Uh, that that's a perfect role. Not taking her. anything away from Britney's Britney Murphy's yeah, performance. Alicia Silverstone would have definitely surprised some people if she would have actually got this role. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's like I can see how some people can maybe draw some similarities between the two movies because of like Alex being kind of like Apollonia was in Purple Rain and Wink being kind of like Morris. And there's but music it's like, involved, but also there's this, music this involved. Might be the story. This might just be the. The actual story of a lot of musicians struggle to make it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that happens a lot of times. I think the reason why it feels similar is because it's like if you're doing a a movie about somebody trying to make it in the music world, it's it's kind of it it has to follow some kind of a formula like this. I would imagine. Well, because you start off underground and you're trying to get noticed, and it's about trying to you know get people to listen to you and, and pay attention to your music and get a demo get a record deal whatever you know like that's a common struggle that like a lot of independent artists have to go through right we're independent podcasters we don't get any support from my podcast one or you know any of these other you know companies you know like earwolf or any of these kind of people yeah, we're we independent like podcasters podcast. we can't spend 10 grand to have somebody like you know, advertise us on like uh, you know a hundred different platforms, billboards and, and stuff like that. It's like yeah. we, we we can't do that. We you know just this, two dudes in a garage in Alabama. I the mean, the reason <laughs> it draws comparison uh, between Purple Rain is because it's based, it's both loosely based off of someone that succeeded in music, and it goes back and tells a struggle, but fictionally, yeah, but with some truth. Right. So if you want to say, oh, the, it ripped it off in that way, then fine. It did. But what's the harm in that? You're talking about trying to copy a formula of Purple Rain, one of the greatest music movies of all time. So We also did an episode on Purple Rain. Check yeah. it out. Check it out. Our tribute to Prince. Uh, <laughs> I'm plugging like a motherfucker in this episode. You are the plug master. I'm the plug master. I am the clip commander. commander. <laughs> 
I am the butt plug master. No, wait a minute. No, 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 talking about us going off on tangents but it's kind of funny it's because we don't edit anything this we don't pure, this is live this all this stays in live it's basically like if we were on the radio it's not like ah oh, shit cut that we can do better in the next take no you get our full natural thoughts we don't cut anything out we sit here we record we do all of our research and our work and we go where it takes us yep and if you like it awesome if you don't Cool. Fuck off. You got other <laughs> things to listen to. And There's 900 billion podcasts. Go listen to that. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I guess this is break. Instinct that was a combo breaker <laughs> for one 
uh, Eminem wrote uh, lyrics on uh, both sides of these rap battles, but he changed his and improvised them completely whenever they actually did them on on set. Oh, okay. <laughs> so his was done off the top of his head. What they did was what they were scripted to. Whatever they was written to uh, uh, say, but he wanted them to look surprised. But he totally improv every single rap except the end one with with Papa Dot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is glorious. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> but everyone else that he does like literally think he was going to say something else, and he didn't use any of that shit. And he just did it off the top of his head. No, oh, that's why the crowd reaction to him is so genuine because they're like, "Oh shit, he's doing yeah. this shit for real." Yeah, he's just he's like, for real <laughs> doing this. He's for real battling him. Yeah, um, just goes to show you how much of a genius the dude is, right? Yes. Um. Uh, but uh, so, <laughs> so the next one because we were talking about this movie being overrated, right? Here's where we get into the nitty gritty of that. So it says, this is one of the most overrated movies in history. There was nothing redeeming about this cinematic disaster. Uh, I guess to save money making uh, on sets, they decided to film 75% of the movie from the inside of a car that looked like it was salvaged from the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Eminem driving around, very exciting. See Eminem as he drives from place to place in Detroit. The car scenes in the movie uh, Mitchell were more exciting than this. This movie had so many things that made no sense at all. I'm stunned and shocked a prostitute isn't a loyal girl. Come on, not just any prostitute. A prostitute with the worst hairstyle since Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Shots fired on Hillary. He's talking about Brittany Murphy? He's talking about Alex. Okay, just let that sink in for a second. I'm going to continue. Let that stew. As annoying and as stupid as Eminem's character is, his friends still manage to be annoying in their own way. The most annoying character since Jar Jar Banks is Cheddar Bob. Why did the film's writers and producers, in their infinite wisdom, pick Cheddar for Bob's name? Why not Swiss Bob, Mozzarella Bob, or Provolone Bob? Munster Bob, maybe? And the movie fails to specify what type of cheddar he is. Is he mild or sharp? Well, we know he isn't sharp. I think his expiration date is a few years past. I'm tired of hearing how great Eminem's rhymes are as well. A kindergarten class could write a better, better stuff than he has in this movie. Who does this stuff? Who shoots paintballs at cops? Who sees a group of 10 people coming to beat you up and just sits there? Who falls in love with a hooker with bad hair? Who shoots themselves? If you... Is that you, Moldy Mild Cheddar Bob? <laughs> Can I not have your autograph? The fact that people like this movie says something very sad about our society. It says something very sad about you. Who shoots themselves? There's a NFL... Like legendary player named Plaxico Burris that shot himself in a club. Yeah, it happens. Eminem probably knew somebody that did this, and then put it in the movie. Yeah. Uh, for what? Who? Who the fuck does this guy think he is to be like? Yeah, this is sad that our culture thinks this movie is good. It's like, who are you? What are you doing? What's, <laughs> what's your name? It's like you're you're bitching and complaining on IMDb on the internet in 2002. Yeah, is, is this the best thing you could be doing? And it's like an Eminem's rhyme's not great. When was this written? You, this was 2002. This was every one of these was from 2002. Well, basically, well, this person can now have listened to Rap God, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the most amazing songs he's ever done. And the rap battles, well, there's no kindergartner that can write like Eminem can write. 
Um, no. You know, uh, god damn. I mean, it's just, that is one of the worst comments I've maybe ever heard. <laughs> yeah, we've heard some shit. We've heard some awful, horrendous that shit. That is just, like, unprovoked hate. Because it just sounds like this guy hates the rap genre in general. And also Brittany Murphy, because he... And Brittany Murphy. Yeah, he insults yeah. Brittany Murphy. It's like, her her hairdo is fucked up. It's like, really? What does your girlfriend look like? Oh, that's right. You don't have one. Because you're on IMDb you're on bitching. IMDb bitching. <laughs> have you ever even, like, touched a girl that looks as good as Brittany Murphy? <laughs> or touched a girl in general? Like, but a girl like Brittany Murphy... Like, she could literally be wearing, like, fucking... A potato sack. Like, a potato sack or shit braids. Like, she could have shit in her hair and still look hotter than anything that you've ever even kissed. Right. <laughs> like, the, and her hair looks fine in this. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't that. get that. It was, like, the worst haircut since Hillary Clinton. Like, and it came up like, twice. And also, you know, I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton. I don't... I, I've never heard a thing where... Like her hair was fucked up. I've I've seen her plenty of times before. On she just TV. has like a normal woman's haircut. Yeah, like I'm it's just like I don't understand. Like the worst haircut since Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton is that really a diss? This <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton doesn't have bad hair. Yeah, I don't know, but you know how people are. They're gonna make fun of like you know they're because she's a woman, right? They're gonna talk yeah, about her like hair. The worst haircut gonna, since Hillary Clinton. They're gonna talk like, about like her pantsuits. You would have got a joke out of me if you would have been like. That's the worst haircut since Sinead O'Connor. I'm like, Haha. yeah, I get it. Cause she yeah, it's just, I get it. Yeah, she's bald. That's yeah, a little funny, but you're not funny. Right? You're not even funny. You use Hillary Clinton, who has like a pretty standard haircut. Right. So that's not even funny. It's like, oh well, people think Hillary's ugly. I don't think Hillary's ugly. I mean, it, Bill saw something in her to marry her. I mean, she's just an older woman now. Yeah. Uh, but her hair seems fine to me. Right. Brittany Murphy's in this movie seem fine to me. Like, literally, you know, like, it would be like, um, you criticizing, like, Denai Guerrero's haircut in Black Panther or something where she's bald. And it's like, ah, I wish she looks make... really good bald. She Not very really... many women can pull off being bald like, and it still looks good or sexy or whatever. Like, literally, she goes from being, like, she has dreads. And as uh, Michonne, The Walking Dead as Michonne, she looks hot as that. Yeah, and then she looks hot bald, and then she also looks hot whenever she wears that wig, and also Black Panther. And right, it's yeah. Like she's just a beautiful woman, and right? No, and uh, Brittany Murphy's the same way. Like literally, you know, uh, she had even shorter hair in Clueless, right? Uh, and she looked great. And then uh, you know, Sin City, she was in that. Yeah, and she had different hair in that, and she looked great. And this she looked great. I mean, I, I just don't understand how that could be one of your criticisms. You're you're just like, yeah, her hair sucked, and it's like, wait, Brittany Murphy? Like literally, <laughs> it, it, of all the it, things to complain about in this movie, you have to complain about her haircut, and, really? And, and it's like, I could see maybe someone saying something about Eminem's hair. It's like, where's the blonde hair? It's like. Well, the director wanted him to go back to his natural hair color so they could relate to him more and not just see him as slim and shady. Right. But Brittany Murphy attacking Brittany Murphy's hair color? It'd be like going and attacking, like, Katie Siegel from Married with Children. It's like, why does she have that high perm? It's like... 
Because she's supposed to be Peggy Bundy, and that's just her hairstyle. Her style, because this fucking shows like this takes place in like the eighties. Right. Yeah. So eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, what's going on there. Uh, it just just seems like a cheap shot. And also the thing, like the whole tangent about the the, the cheese tangent. About why? Why isn't he like provolone Bob or mozzarella Bob or like what's the? You know, who gives a fuck? Stupid. That's just that's just stupid. It's like what kind of cheddar is he? Is he it's mild like or sharp? People have nicknames. Well, he's not sharp because he shot himself. <laughs> I'm sorry, you never had a nickname or a friend with a nickname, if you even have. Friends. He probably this, these motherfuckers probably don't have friends. That's why yeah. they're on IMDb because they're miserable, insufferable people that nobody wants to be around because. You know, these people are probably, like, they're the kind of people that, like, they probably are, like, you know, they're probably, like, members of PETA and all this kind of stuff. And, and by the way, this movie only cost $40 million to make, and it made $242 million. Right. So, have you ever made that Yeah. Guy? Yeah, guy I, on the I, internet. I, ah, shit, he didn't leave a name, did he? I will, no. We'll just call him, um, Provolone Bob. <laughs> provolone Bob. Hey, provolone like is a beautiful cheese. I love provolone. I eat that how, shit how all the time. How do you like that as a nickname? Yeah. Or cheese dick. We'll cheese dick. Cheese dick. Dick cheese. Dick cheese. Dick cheese. Dick cheese. His name is gonna be Richard Cheese. Richard Cheese. Dick cheese. Boom. Here's your name from now on. <laughs> Since you want to talk about cheese, so if you uh, ever come across this podcast, your name is Richard Cheese now. Yep. Fuckface. Right. Next comment. Uh, <laughs> good shit. Good shit. <laughs> One thing I will say though, quickly before we move on, is the whole thing about like most of this movie is like shot like around cars. I'm like, was that like a stylistic choice? Because I noticed that like a lot of the stuff that happens is them like driving to something or him having to get to work. A lot of stuff is based around cars. So I'm like, is that like a metaphor for something? Was that just something they I think wanted it's to just do? Showing the the, the the struggle or how the everyday life. life is light because you know Detroit is based off transportation and cars and all that good good noise i mean that's that's fine though i mean it's fine i never even but realized it, was, it, it like that so because yeah, I, I didn't really it didn't really dawn on me that like a lot of the scenes take place in cars and until i'm like Richard well cheese pointed it until out. dick cheese pointed out i didn't really pay attention to that but you know why because it didn't take away from the movie so, like, this jackass is thinking, like, they put all these scenes in cars. What the fuck is the reason? And why the fuck is his name Cheddar Bob? It's like, shut the fuck up and just enjoy the movie. Why are you worried about how many scenes feature... Because he actually put a percentage. Or, he was or, like... Or what's, what someone's <laughs> haircut is or what their name. Right, yeah. Fuck off, guy. Yeah, you're seriously worrying about totally the wrong shit. You, it must be awful going to a movie with people that are like this. Because they're going to be in the movie theater and be like, oh, that's not realistic. Look at this... Look at this shit. And that bitch's haircut. Richard, I hate that haircut. Richard Cheese here is taking uh, <laughs> phone calls in theaters and talking to people and not paying attention to the to the films. So yeah. If you guys ever see Richard Cheese, beat the shit out of Beat the shit out <laughs> We do not condone violence. We do condone karma. Uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, but the thing... <laughs> That's just the thing. It's like, how the fuck is it going to watch a movie with somebody who is this much of an asshole that they're going to point out shit like this? They're going to point out her haircut. They're going to talk about, like, Cheddar Bob. This is a fucking stupid name. Dude, shut the fuck up. Try to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, this guy is very lonely. 
Right. Because there's no way that he has a girlfriend where he's like, the first thing he knows is like, Brittany's, Brittany Murphy's haircut is awful. What do you want to bet after he typed this up and he was like, I wrote some genius shit on IMDb. He closes his laptop and then he goes over to the mirror and he was like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. And it's like, goodbye horses. And he starts doing the lipstick thing. No, you know? he's probably like getting in the mirror and he's like, would you fuck me? I wouldn't fuck me. <laughs> and he threw up at the sight of himself. That's how I'd like to imagine that scene. Next comment. <laughs> Okay, so moving on. Um, so people, uh, one of the biggest things that I saw was that uh, people fucking hate Eminem like a lot, and they. So why would you watch this movie? Episode over. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go into detail because I feel like somebody was like, you know what? I'm gonna write my college thesis, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my PhD oh, another one and my book based on. My analysis of Eminem and how garbage he is, right? Okay, so he's going to write his thesis. He's going to try to become a doctor off this thesis. So right. we will call him Dr. Fuckhead. Dr. Fuckhead. Okay, so Dr. let's hear what Dr. Dr. Fuck, Fuckboy. Dr. Fuckboy. Right. What are you looking at, fuckboy? What are you looking at, fuckboy? Dr. Fuckboy. Um, so me, uh, before you say anything, let me get a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. This is a very Jericho heavy episode. I mean, uh, it's viral. It's viral. It's viral, baby. We got to keep it going for the, <laughs> you know, so that we can all drink in the bubbly of Jericho. Oh, yeah. Drink it in, Drink man. it in, man. Okay. Um, uh, so it says, Eminem would have you, would have you believe uh, somehow he got out of the trash from where he came, but anyone who has paid attention to headlines has seen he is still nothing but a common criminal, just one who gets paid millions uh, for utter lack of talent because his anger resonates with young hoodlums. Uh, one could perhaps excuse his criminal past when he was a nobody, but now that Eminem has money and fame, what's his excuse for his criminal behavior now? This is nothing but a movie glamorizing thugs, crime, and people without talent. The rap fans may like it as it's their fantasy, uh, someone from the hood with no talent or brains making it big. However, few other people will appreciate uh, this smut unless they're trying to be uh, PC or politically correct. Uh, whiny literal pseudo biography of someone who too fundamentally trendy to deserve a movie or even music status. Sure, Eminem has some fun songs. He has the guts to make fun of everyone else. But when it comes down to himself, everything is just all too literal, uninspired. This is my life. Boohoo! I've been hurt. Crap. It lacks any insight whatsoever. This is a man Cinderella story, rags to riches. Oh, the oppression. As if he was some tortured artist with a real message. Eminem needs to decide if he wants to bank on mocking trendy celebs. Oh, as if he's not one of them. Uh, or take a community college course in writing because currently, uh, slash historically, he's had no clue on how to masquerade as to have as to having any depth whatsoever. He does songs about everybody on his hate list and over-the-top ridicules, but when but he expects to be taken seriously when he feels like it? Question mark? That, oh my god. <laughs> so This so, is the kind of shit that I find when I'm on the dregs of so, the internet. So I feel, uh, now, at this time, the word hoodlums is racist. Hoodlums? Yeah. 
Uh, I know it used to not be, but I think now if you have someone like commenting on something, especially like this, if you say hoodlums, you you're generally uh, you're generally pointing that at like a black community now. I would imagine so. Like, yes. People now are doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that's a racist word that this person put in there. Right. And then the fantasy of being like a thug or something like that. That sounds racist. Yeah. Because like he's literally like, not in this movie. He's not a thug in this movie. He's not. He's literally trying to be the opposite. He's of not that. a drug dealer. He has a regular like nine to five job. He works at the fucking metal plant. He's trying to fight for his family. He's trying to make things better, which is actual things that Eminem had to try to do in the real world. And um, right, you know, he doesn't um, run guns. He doesn't deal drugs. All those stereotypes of what we think he a rapper kill is. Anybody. Literally, nope. whenever they go to jump him, he's like, "Fuck it, do it." Yeah. You go ahead, kick my ass. But he had, but he, he told his little sister he was like, "Run inside and lock the door," and run she was like, "Jimmy." He was like, "Run inside and lock the door." Lock the door. I'm about to take this ass whooping. Right. Like a man. Right. And I'm gonna show all these other punks later that they're all bitches. Right. Because, of that, because you know, they decided like, that they wanted to jump me. Said, I got jumped by all six of you punks. Right. Like, you know, like, literally, he says that later. So, I don't... Growing up in a bad neighborhood, like Eminem actually had to, and this this is a fictional story inspired by him. There some are these, elements of this that are real. Some of these parts are real. He did get bullied a lot. He did have to fight a lot. He had to do a lot of stuff. He was an addict. Um, you know, he did have to live with his mom through a lot of it. His mom was abusive. She did do drugs. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is just really messed up stuff that this person that wrote this comment just doesn't understand. Right. Because, because they he, just they just think that he's some just garbage rapper. He that's... can sit on his high horse and not think that uh, you know, any of this stuff could happen to just anyone. But uh, you know, it happens all the time, and unfortunately. You know, there's not always an outlet like Eminem was able to to find, or a lot of people aren't able to find the outlet like Eminem could find. Right. So <laughs> he just I, happens that rap was his way of like venting and getting that shit off of his brain. Yeah, but it, and and like that the piece of paper that you see in the movie, where he's uh, writing on, and you see all the like scrambled letters and stuff. That was the actual piece of paper that he wrote "Lose Lose Yourself" on. And it sold at a charity auction for $10,000. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, he donated that piece of paper to charity uh, to help people. What the fuck did this guy ever do that wrote this comment? He uh, was helping? bitching on IMDb about bitching a movie. Bitching on IMDb and helping someone with ten grand in a charity. Bitching on IMDb has to win, right? That's got to be better. Because be this better dude's person. doing a better service for humanity, right? Because yeah. he's warning people about this garbage overrated like movie. This, you're a piece of shit. He's letting you know if you actually like the inspirational story about someone that had to fight through adversity and, you know, property, To help his family. To and, help his pre- family and, and actually, you know. Have a good life for himself. Stuff like depression and things like that that Eminem in real life had to deal with. Even just um, stuff like, you know, in the movie, like, his mom is, like, a drunk, and she's, you know, drinking beer and stuff all the time. Yeah, and, and pills and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the comment on IMDb, though, you wrote, dude, man, that's perfect. That's way better. I mean, that helps humanity so much more. hired millions, dude. <laughs> like, you, you, you might as well just be Achilles. Like, you are a warrior. 
a bitch ass warrior. Right. A warrior of the bitch asses. A warrior of keyboards. Yeah, a warrior of keyboards and nothingness. <laughs> and you contribute it nothing well, to this world. And that's the thing, too, I think, a lot of times when it comes to Eminem is that everybody's like, everybody has this perception that, like, if you're a rapper, like a rapper has a connotation that it's all bling and bitches and cars and drugs and guns and money and all these like well, stereotypes. A because a lot of them. There's that. a lot of that out there, but that's not all of it. That's not all of them. You know, and that's the thing. It's like you know when people have that idea, of, like you want to call people like hoodlums and all this kind of stuff, and it's like you want to talk about like the ghetto and the hood and all these different things. The hoodlums thing just seems like an out of date term to use. Now. Right? Yeah. That's why I because who uses that kind of word now? That's why I feel like it's right. Like there's a movie called Hoodlums, and it's really good, but that that movie is like based in like the 1930s. Right? Yeah. To use the it's word very hoodlums old now just seems a tad bit racist yeah well yeah and i mean the other thing too is that i think a lot of times you know like when it comes to like eminem and his upbringing like you know i mean he he had to live with his mom and uh like in the movie i'm talking about in the eight mile movie like he has to live with his mom but he did in real life yeah he did in real life yeah that, that's that part of it's definitely true to real life but he had to live with his mom in the movie, and you know he's just trying to work like a regular job. His mom gives him, you know, this car because it's, you know, it's kind of a piece of shit. He has to constantly try to get do things to get it to work and stuff like that. And I think one of the things that people like forget is that like when people talk about like stuff like white privilege i'm like look at the shit he has to go through does that look like that's a privilege to you yeah it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a white privilege steve you lived in a trailer at one point i lived in a trailer at one point does that make us trailer trash Uh, i mean uh, i mean i hope not i mean i i grew up on a uh, on a place where we had to you know if we wanted different shoes or something we had to work farms and fields and stuff that doesn't feel like I was just able to get whatever I wanted, you know. Well, I mean, we. Weren't, oh, you weren't able to use your white card and get whatever you wanted no, and all I these wasn't privileges able to and say, money. Hey, let me. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, have, you know, those those shoes or these pants or that video game or something. No, we had to we had to go out in fields. How I grew up with my my mom, we had to go pick peas and. Uh, shuffle corn Farm and work stuff. shell peas and stuff like that if we wanted to make any type of our own money to be able to buy anything. That doesn't feel like I was white privileged. I mean, I grew up in Alabama, though. I don't know how it is for the rest of the world, but in Alabama, that, uh, that doesn't exist. Everyone is everyone has to earn what they have, no matter what color that they are. Yeah, Everyone had to earn what they had. I, I don't know... You know, I don't know the severity of what someone's ancestors had to go through, and neither does no one else that exists to this day. Because we're in a new time now. Uh, I know, I know it was horrible, and I know it was bad, but I don't think that modern people, uh, any modern pe- person, uh, black or white or Asian, or because Asian or Jewish, because that that's also people that suffered a lot. Yeah, Latino uh, people. Latino people. I mean, look at how many of their civilizations were conquered should, by Europeans, you know? Yeah, I don't think anybody should have to pay for something that's happened uh, in the ancestors' time. I think we should all move on and all accept each other. That's a perfect utopia world. It's like the Matrix says. 
nobody wants to accept it. Like, even my comment right there, right. someone will be like, well, you don't know, you know, what I've had to go go through. And it's like, I don't know what anyone else has to go through. Like, But we all have our own struggles, right? Yeah, I don't and, know literally what any one other person has to go through. But I know if we all try to, to, to relate our struggles instead of separate ourselves like in divisions uh then we will all be better off right if you guys want to message us and talk to us about any of that stuff like that we're we're at beyond the hate of yahoo.com we'll literally do episodes where we air that shit out and we do not have a problem with that at all yeah like we, we we love this we love this this type of stuff where we uh because we, we try to stay positive we we want everyone to be positive and whenever you start attacking things like people's culture or people's struggles no matter if it's a white rapper trying to to make it in something that's dominated by you know african-american rappers or if you you want to talk about a struggle of you know robert johnson or something like that if you guys want to talk about you know ancestors of things because robert johnson was so inspiring because he was one of those guys like, oh, he's a horrible musician. And then suddenly he was the greatest musician of all time. And they're like, well, he must have sold his soul to the devil. No it's one like, ever thought for once that he, he just, just put in the work to get better. <laughs> like, literally, the myth had Well, he must have sold his soul to Satan. He must have sold his soul to Satan. And, you know, it's like, it's like the thing, that's one of the reasons I wanted to mention. It's like, because... I, I, it always kind of bothered me, like how you know you'd have people that would talk about like white privilege, and this is like a movie that shows that like, look, white people don't really have that kind of privilege. This rich people do. Rich people do. Rich people do, but you have rich people from all kinds of different colors and backgrounds and races that have privileges, right? Right. But like me growing up, like you were talking about, like you lived on like a farm. I grew up in Illinois, and we didn't live in Chicago. We lived in Rock Island. We lived near the Mississippi River. It's not exactly like a rich part of Illinois. And there's this, trailers out there. This guy's out there delivering papers in the snow just to get whatever. Three thirty in the morning. Yeah. So I can remember like telling my dad, "Hey, I want to get a Nintendo 64 when it was about to come out," and he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "If you if you do good enough on your paychecks, you can afford one." Uh, my parents didn't really give me like a ton of shit like that. If I wanted something, if I wanted new shoes, if I want to get a game console, I went out three thirty in the fucking morning, snow, Thanksgiving Day papers and delivering newspapers and i was like 12 <laughs> yeah so eight mile is a story of struggle and, and anybody can relate to this you can be a white dude you can be latino you can be black you can be whatever you can be asian and yeah. everybody can relate to like a dude just trying to bust his ass to get like his, what his dream is to take care of his family and make a better life for himself yes that should be inspirational. You should watch this movie and be like, "Fuck yeah, this dude can do this." Maybe we can. Maybe I can do something in my own life like this. And it, you know, it, you know, if you don't like this, if you don't like Eminem, we got two words for you. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> but I think he should be. That's why. 
now because he has so much respect from the rap game you have like like when the whole thing came out with uh with machine gun right when machine gun was running his mouth about eminem and did his video and everything you had like you had people in the rap community that were like son son you fucked up you do not know what m will do to you because he's earned that respect now they don't just think of him as like, oh, he's that white rapper dude from Detroit. He's he's Eminem. He's one of them. He's earned their respect because he put in the work and he earned it. And I think that that's one of the things about this movie is like when people want to say that it's overrated and that kind of thing, I'm like, it's a pretty inspirational movie from a dude that everybody thinks just wants to, you know, call people faggots and, you know, talk about like pills and violence against women and stuff like that. It's like, that's him venting. That's his music. That's his art. But who he is as a person is really what this movie is about. It's about perseverance and going after the the prize and trying to make something of yourself and you know try to do right for your family and it's an inspirational movie i don't know how somebody could watch this and be like fuck this movie it's yeah. like if that's the case then fuck you <laughs> you know yeah eight mile is uh, a masterpiece that um yeah like if you're talking about like a, a movie that's like based on like the music genre like music world this is one of the best ones ever made how many awards did this win, by the way, since we're talking about... It won multiple awards, but it won one Oscar. Okay. So, what was the... Uh, the Oscar was for the soundtrack, right? It was for the soundtrack. Best okay. music soundtrack. What was the other awards for? Uh, was they it... Won, like, they won, like, Academy the Awards. Globes and stuff like that. Okay. So, some of the other awards. Uh, okay. But it, it was nominated for a lot of awards, and it won... It was, like, 20-something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was twenty-one awards. Twenty-one, and they, they won fourteen. I think I yeah, read. I think it was fourteen. Yeah, Four, he won fourteen awards off the fourteen awards for a movie that a lot of people say is overrated and ripped off. Purple Rain. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. it won uh, more awards than Purple Rain did. So way more awards. Than Purple Rain. <laughs> right. Uh, now Purple Rain did really good on like album sales, obviously. But yeah. I but mean, I, this. Well, I think. I think. Um, I think uh, overall, this is a better movie than Purple Rain. That might be controversial, but I do think. And we covered Purple Rain, and I like that movie, but I do like this more. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, other people like I, other people love Purple Rain more. I think I just I just kind of uh, relate it more to Eight Mile than I did Purple Rain, and I love right. both movies. Both movies were amazing, and um, but Eight Mile I think speaks to us, you know, a little bit stronger because it's like it, it feels like it's more relatable. Yeah, it, than, it is. Yeah, and um, you know, like like we said, if you guys have any, um, you know, other opinions or thoughts about this stuff, you can always email us at uh, beyondthehate at yahoo.com and uh yeah leave us reviews too like if you guys uh and yeah. if you want to donate to us on anchor you know and you're like hey guys i have this movie i really like and nobody seems to like it you know do you guys like this movie could you cover it yeah if you donate yeah yeah we'll most, go ahead and do suggestions likely, look most likely we will actually like the movie because even if it's something we haven't seen we'll watch it and we'll give it to you through the lens of positivity yeah, <laughs> you know because generally we we love we we love movies. We love watching movies, and we we love defending them uh, uh, for you guys. And um, 
we just hope this uh, continues. And also, uh, I'll give a last shout-out. Thank you, Obama69. And, you know, also, thank you, Bama. Uh, You thought I was going to say Obama, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Obama whooped South Carolina's ass today. Good game, Uh, good game. And on that note, roll tide. (laughs) Roll tide, and this has been Beyond the Hate. Peace. The ending outro is going to be a little long. Is this, is this uh, Rabbit versus Papa Doc? It's going to be the whole rest of the battles. Oh, shit. Okay. Strap in. This is good shit right here. Great shit. He eviscerates all these dudes. And he tells you in the movie that he listens to everything. He does. That's why he's so good. Lotto. He killed him. He was done after that. He's gonna have to quit rap after that. How do you follow that?